And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems? I got all kinds of legal answers. Pick up the phone and give me a call. That's the story. Live radio. I got David Brown, another lawyer doing research. You're not going to stump me. I'll tell you why you're not going to stump me. Because if we can't figure out the answer, you ain't getting on. What, are you kidding? Don't even think about it. But, you know, I've been doing radio since about 1990. Really? And we've had all those questions and we've we got the answers. We've never been stumped yet. So you got a problem. Give us a call. 866-536-1000. Any kind of a legal problem you got. We love the stories. Really. 866-536-1000. Let's start this show right now. Craig in Walnut Creek. Len Tillum, Craig, what are you calling a lawyer for? Hey, Len, thanks for taking my call. Hey, in uh, late July, I bought a house in Walnut Creek and went through all the inspections. Everything seemed fine. few disclosures here and there that the, the previous owners, uh, you know, either took care of or, or gave us some credit in, in escrow. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier this year, though, I had some electric work done in the house, and the uh, electrician notified me that the electric panels, circuit panels in the house, are not UL certified. Now, now wait, wait a second. Did you discover this because you had a problem or you were doing some electrical work and, oh, by the way, the electrician discovered the panels or the boxes aren't UL certified? Yeah, oh, by the way. I'm oh, by the Okay, so please go on. Right. So, um, you know, we discovered they're not UL certified. Um, that concerns me a little bit because, you know, they, they, they really should be. Um, did some research myself and, and come to find out it's a pretty common knowledge that this type of, uh, of panel um, is dangerous and the circuits are uh, do have a history of failing. Craig, when, when was your house built? 1956. All right. So you bought a house that's over 50 years old. Yeah. And it's probably got the same original wiring. It does. So you had an inspector, right? Didn't you have it, you know, the property inspected before you bought it, right? Yeah, yeah. In fact, the the previous owners paid for the inspection, and it was inspected. And who picked the inspector? No, who picked the inspector? The previous owner picked the inspector. Ugh, you know, all right. That's like having your your wife you're about to divorce picking your divorce lawyer. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, live and learn on that one. So he never mentioned anything about the panels and the boxes not being UL certified, right? No, he, no, exactly. He said they they were in serviceable condition. Let Let's go through it. Property inspections are governed by the California Business and Professions Code. You should write this down. You got a pencil? I do. I'm you can look it down California down. Business and Professions Code section 7195, 7195. You can Google it. It's all there. And what happens is the inspector is supposed to do a non-invasive inspection. That means he's not cutting into walls, and he's supposed to report material defects in the property. And those are conditions that significantly affect the value, desirability, habitability, safety of owning the building. Now, if you're telling me the wiring is dangerous and could cause a fire, you know, it's more than the fact that you can't. Is it just that you can't run the microwave and toaster out of the same two plugs at the same time. You know what I mean? You don't have enough juice for that, or this is more dangerous than that? It's more dangerous than that, because the circuit breakers, these things have a history of not of not um, turning off when the circuit is overloaded. Okay. It means it could overheat and cause a fire. So lots of homes, I'm sure, that were built in the 50s were not built up to current UL standards. You know, I'm... I, I, I'm sure that's the case, that they're not built to UN stand, uh, UL standards. Um, 
Is it unsafe? I, I, you know, there are a lot of properties out there with old wiring. The county doesn't make you change them. Um, if you wanted to sue the inspector, um, there's a four-year statute of limitations if you want to sue, and you're going to have to ask your you're going to have to ask some expert. Is this something that should have been disclosed? You've got an electrical contractor now, right? I do. And he's telling you it's real dangerous. And you might ask another inspector, if you can find out that this guy screwed up, you could then sue. It doesn't pay to hire a lawyer. How much is it going to cost to fix everything? Yeah, probably around $15,000. So here's the solution. It doesn't pay. It'll cost you fifteen grand to get a lawyer, and the lawyer will want experts. Forget that crap. You could sue the owner because the owner, I'm sorry, you're the owner, the seller. You know what I mean? The one you bought it from? Yeah. They picked the inspector. So they're in bed with him. They were negligent. You could sue them and the inspector in small claims court for up to $10,000. Each? No. Uh, total. It, it's one. You can sue. F- oh, good point. David, he could sue them each for ten grand, right? They eat Just both of them, says David. He agrees. All right. I agree. Both of them. You got to sue them both. It's one cause of action. Right. It's one cause of action. But listen to me. If you could get ten grand out of this, I would do a jig. I would be very happy, you know? Really, are you kidding? So, uh, look, but if you walk into court and you say, well, you know, this guy didn't tell me it wasn't UL standard, you ain't going to win. You got to find somebody else like your electrician who will testify and say or another inspector say, yeah, they're supposed to you know, report this. This is a material defect and it should have been discovered. And then you throw the seller in bed with the uh, contractor, the uh, inspector, because they picked them. You got it? Got it. Yeah, and by the way, all of you, check this out. Anybody can be a property inspector, anybody. There's no licensing or certification requirements for property inspectors. You don't even have to be a licensed general contractor. Wow. There there are national and state organizations out there, but you don't have to join one. Maybe this inspector is the seller's brother-in-law. I mean, what's this guy's background, do you know? Yeah, it actually is. A, it does have a contractor's background, so I, I I think he's pretty legit. I think. It's well, why don't you call him up? Why don't yeah. you call him up and say, why didn't you tell me about this? And then talk to your electrician. If it's a material defect, you might have a case, and you don't want to hire a lawyer. You want to sue this guy and, and those sellers. You sue him in small claims court. Got it. Got it. By the Thanks, way, you, you bought your home in August. How much did you pay for it? Six fifty. How much is it worth today? Uh, eight. Hey, so if it's going to cost you fifteen grand, you don't want to undo the deal. You know what I mean? Congratulations. You did good, all right? Thank you. Yeah, and by the way, Craig, I know it's easy for me to say this, but let me give you some perspective. It's only money. It's only money, right? Don't eat your liver. It's only somebody else's. All it's right. your, and it's only, you know why it's easy for me to say? Because it's only your money. It's not mine. <laughs> Take care, my man. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems. I got legal answers. Hey. Will in Santa Rosa. Len, tell him, Will, why are you calling a lawyer? I'm calling a lawyer because my uh, my, uh, my my father just recently passed away, and he has a living trust. Mm-hmm. And, uh, now what am I supposed to do? Well, wait a sec. When did, when did your father die? Uh, in late February. Okay. Was he married? Yes, yes. Is, um, and he's mar- is he married to your mother? Yes. Okay. And how old is your mother? 83 or 4? So I I would guess, and they've been married forever since before you were born, right? Very much so. Okay. 65 years. So 
I'm sure they did a mother and father I love you trust where everything's in both their names. And Actually, there's all three of us. No, why would your name, you, you're an owner of the trust or a trustee? Let me explain. Okay. You've got to get your language right. The people who set up, the, it was their house that's in the trust. You never owned the house, right? No, no, I didn't own the house. Okay, so your parents, mom and dad, are the trust stores. They right. set up the trust. You are probably a co-trustee now. You were a trustee, a manager with your mother and father, right? That's right. Okay, so you're a co-trustee now with your mother. Because your father's right. dead. And what's the value of the estate? Probably around a million. Okay. And how many children do your parents have? Just me. Just me. And the trust says we give everything to Will. We love him. It's all for him, right? No, it's half to me and half to my mother. So what are you, you going to do? You're going to say, Mom, I'm selling the house. Get your ass out of here. No, no of course know. not. No, uh, I've been taking care of them for years. Okay, I so I, I guess your mother didn't give you, your father gave you his half. Have you read this trust with a lawyer? No, I haven't. That was my you're, you're making this up. Let, let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you something. I do trusts all the time. Kids come to the office all the time with their parents. It's a good thing. You know, we explain it through three minds. Two minds are better than one. So it's great when the kids show up with the parents. I have never done a trust that says when dad dies, I'm giving half to the kids. Because the nightmare is you could turn out to be a lunatic and try and kick your mother out. I'm not saying you would. But why would, when I die, my half is going to my darling wife. And when she dies, it'll go to our two daughters. I'll be damned if I'm going to give anything. My wife wouldn't let me. When I die, give it to my daughters. What are you kidding? So I would say you haven't read the trust. And it doesn't half belong to you. I just can't imagine. But anyway. Regardless of that, I'm, I'm the one that's going to, because of my mother's age, I'm the one that's going to have to do yeah, all Okay, so here's what needs to be done. The estate's a million dollars. There's no estate tax when she dies. Okay, so you'd need to sign and record. How many pieces of property are there? Uh, there are, um, let me see, there's five or six. Five or six properties, and it's only worth a million dollars? Well, well, some of them are out of state. Okay, so it, it doesn't matter whether they're in state or out of state. A, a, a trust done in California can pass property. You need to sign and record affidavits of death for each of the real properties. We have to take your father's name off the property. You have to tell the world dad is dead. Okay? There's property tax paperwork to be done because in California, there's no reassessment transfers between spouses. And when you inherit the property, there's no reassessment. The other thing you should do is get the properties appraised. And, and because if they're community property, mom and dad own them together, you're going to get a 100% step up in basis. In other words, your mother could now sell any of these properties and not pay capital gains. Uh -huh. um, and if your parents owned any, do they own securities like stocks and bonds and things? No. no. Just no, real estate. Yeah. Real estate. Okay. So they may have an AB trust. I, 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 when was the trust That's done? That's what it is. It's an AB trust. It's an AB trust. Okay, so you know what you need to do? You can't do this yourself. You're in Santa Rosa. You should come to see me in Sonoma. We do lots of these. It's not that expensive, and we'll clean it up, and we'll look at it, and you'll understand it. Maybe your mother doesn't even want to be trustee, and she wants you to take over. But you and your mom should come to my office or some lawyer who does this work and get it figured out.
Really, that's what you... The question is whether or not I needed a lawyer. Yeah, I think you do. If you have an AB... There's no probate. Right. Look, you're asking a lawyer if you need a lawyer. What a dumb question that is, right? Well, but you're on the radio, and I know you're an honest... No, no, I'm telling you, when there's an AB trust and there are five properties, there's five properties, right? Is that what you said? That's right. Yes. You need a lawyer. Because we need date of death valuations. We need to see if it's an A, B trust. It is. You may want to split them. There's all kinds of stuff that has to be done. You need to lodge your father's will. You need new powers of attorney, advanced health care directives. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And I would guess how much of the property is in Santa Rosa, Sonoma County? There's, um, let me see, there's, uh, there's. There's three of them in Santa Rosa. Okay. How much is your parents' house worth? Today's oh, value. No. Not what it's on the appraise on the assessed valuation. No, no, no. How much is it worth today? I would say in the mid fours. Okay, and the other two, what are they worth? Uh let me see. I uh I have probably another seven, so maybe I was low on that. Million one, that's three. And then there's properties out of state. Right. You need to know the values. You need to get, if your mom wants to sell any or you may want to sell some now, there's capital gains issues. Really, Will, and and you can write it off on your taxes. Your mom can write it off. It's it's tax work she's doing. You need a lawyer for this one. No kidding. Okay. All right? Thank you. And I'd love you to come see me. I'm in the business, okay? Okay. Bring mom. Thank you. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. John in Santa Clara. Why are you calling a lawyer, John? Hi, thank you for taking my call. Um, I recently bought a, a piece of software item on eBay like three, four, maybe five months ago. Um, so I bought this software, paid for it, and then I, I find out that um, the software would not work because, you know, um, there's, they need a key, and the device that's connecting to it needs also a license. No, I, I'm sorry, I lost you. How much did you pay for this software? Uh, I paid $500 for it. And what is the software supposed to do? Um, the software do color calibration for the printers. Color calibration. And when you got the software after paying $500 for it, you found out it doesn't work? Uh, what I found out is that um, I talked to um, the salesman and distributor uh, and friends here uh, before the, um, the seller sent it to me. So I informed the seller that you know, you, what you sell on eBay would not work at all. So um, it didn't work. What, what, what did you need to make it work? You said something about a key. What is that? Um, um, all expensive software has this thing called a dongle. A dongle will um, uh, activate um, that piece of software because to prevent other people from copying this. Well, didn't the, dongle, didn't the dongle come with the software you paid $500 for? Uh, no, because at that point in time, it's still at the um, uh, cust- uh, in, to the seller. Because you know, I'm, I, I, all, I, all I can see on the eBay is just a picture, and in this case, the picture is a generic picture, so we cannot even tell. How much more would it have cost for you to get this software to work? Uh, it would cost me at least two thousand dollars more. So it w- not five hundred dollars, but twenty five hundred dollars to make it work. Exactly. So what did exactly. you do? What did you do? So, so the first thing I did was I called American Express up, and then I called PayPal, eBay up, and I say, you know, this thing will not work. What you guys sell on eBay will not work at all. And did and American I, Express and eBay reverse the charges? They gave you back your money? No, not yet. What American Express do is that they um, enter into dispute mode. 
Okay. And I also email. But wait a minute, John, you told me this, this soft, you told David, this software mm-hmm. company is now suing you in small claims court. Yes, exactly. Because uh, um, what happened is that during this dispute, um, the guy sent me the, the software without a return address. And he wait two weeks later. Wait, wait, let me ask you a question. Did American Express give you your money back? Yes, he did. Okay, American Express gave you the money back, and now this software company that you bought from eBay, this guy, this salesman, is suing you in small claims court, right? Yes. Okay, and you want to know what to do in small claims court? Yes, uh, what I know, what I'd like to know is, okay, I'm going to stand in front of this small claim court judge, and can I show uh, the, the judge, you know, what the American Express say? Yes. Because American Express say, you know, you are correct in disputing this. Let me explain. It, it, it's not what American Express said is not binding on the judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you follow me? But yeah. you should bring the documents from American Express. It doesn't hurt. And what you will say to the judge is, look, the contract is a contract, even though you have nothing in writing, that says, I'll give you software. You give me $500, and this software will do all these things with colors, whatever it is. And your defense is... There's no contract because the seller misrepresented, lied. Your defense is the contract is void, doesn't count because of misrepresentation. And the misrepresentation is the seller did not tell you when you bought it that his $500 computer program was only the tip of the iceberg and it's going to cost you another $2,000 to make it work. And because of this, American Express gave you your money back. You got that? Yes. And I think you'll win. I can't guarantee it, but I think you'll win. If you lose, you're being sued. If you lose and and the judge is wrong, I think he won't. But if he says you owe this guy $500, you call me back because you're the defendant. You're being sued and you can appeal this. You don't have to pay the money. Yes. If you win, I'll probably never hear from you. You can send me an email and thank me. But uh, if if you lose, you call me back. I'll help you again. Okay? Okay. But again, here's what you want to say. You got a pencil, John? Yes, I do. The contract is void, V-O-I-D, because of misrepresentation. You want me to spell that? Yes. M-I-S. Misrepresentation. M-I-S-R-E-P-R-E-S-E-N-T-A-T-I-O-N. Okay. He didn't disclose to you the $500 computer program was only the tip of the iceberg. You got it? Yes. Take the American Express papers with you because that'll impress the judge. Yeah, American Express said John's right. I'll give it to him, too. I think you'll win, all right? Okay. Don't be well, late. Thank you. All right? Okay. Don't be late to court. Show up on time. Okay. Thank, thank you, you so much. 866-536-1000. You got legal problems. I got legal answers. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000 if you want to talk to me. Joey in Vacaville. How come you're calling a lawyer, Joey? Well, uh, well, I was at school, and I bought a Gatorade, and I drink a bit of it, and it tastes funny oak inside, and it's full of mold. And we were wondering if there's anything there or something. How old are you? I am 13. And when did you drink this Gatorade with mold? Just a few hours ago, I'd say. A couple, yeah, maybe an hour. Are you sick? How do you feel right now? I feel... Okay, but not that bad. Yeah, you feel like everything's okay, right? You're just worried that something's wrong or something, you know, okay. Yeah. All right. First of all, it looks like mold, but it could be some ingredients that weren't fully mixed in. 
I, I hope that's what it is. You would have to get it checked out by a laboratory to see if it's really mold. Do you still have the bottle? I do, and I still have uh, quite a bit of Gatorade. Just you got the cover, cover it up, and leave it there. Okay. If it if it's really mold, it, let's say it's really mold. Whether or not you have a case depends upon whether or not you were injured. I, I, I mean, if you weren't injured, and I hope you weren't, means you're not going to get any money. The fact that you drank this stuff two or three hours ago. And you're not dying in the emergency room, and they're not giving you transfusions. Is good news means you have a lousy case, you know. And um, I don't know that Gatorade is a sugary poison anyway. What are you eating that, drinking that crap for? You know what I mean? Try a glass of orange juice if you want that stuff. But uh, hold on to it, and you don't get money from lawsuits unless you're hurt. And you never get enough money to compensate you for all the pain and suffering you would have if it really was dangerous. But hold on to it. Drink a lot of water. You know what I mean? Drink water today. Wash it out of your system. All right? Okay. All right. And just take hold on to the bottle. And if they take you to the hospital, call me back. I'd love to be your lawyer. Okay. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I don't think you're going to die. All right? Okay. Thank you. Let's now say hello to... Nancy in Millbrae. Nancy, Len Tillum, how come you're calling a lawyer? Well, I'm calling um, because my ex-husband owes me $6,000. He's a deadbeat, low-life dog. You know that. Yes. Right? Yes. What did yes. he do? How did he rip you off for six grand? Well, my daughter went to a wilderness program and a therapeutic boarding school, mm -hmm. and it ended up costing about $75,000. And $75,000? And his insurance company um, was able to pay $6,000 of it, but it took them some time to get it approved. Wait, wait, wait a second. Where did the other 69000 come from? We paid for it out of our pocket. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, it's a long Praise story. the Lord that you had that much money. Well, we took a home equity loan out. We've actually spent 200 and how old is your daughter? She's 18 and a half now. She just came back from her second boarding school. Is this a, a drug problem, an emotion? Yeah. What, what's, mm -hmm. the, what's her drug of choice? Um, I guess uh, marijuana, but she was doing ecstasy and drinking and lots of things. You know, what I see is I see so many kids. I don't know if I'd spend $75,000 because a kid smokes marijuana. Well, it's more than that. Okay. It was a safety issue. All right. All right. Please go on. Okay, so anyway, um, she came out of the boarding school in June of 2011, and in July of 2011, uh, my ex-husband's insurance company sent the check to him, and I told him it was coming, and to please give it to me when he got it. And the check was for $6,000? Yes. And you paid that $69,000, $75,000, not him? Correct. Well, he didn't pay nothing. He didn't pay anything. Right. Okay. And the $6,000 came from... And the reason she's still on his insurance policy, even though the two of you were divorced, right? Yes. She, okay. Yes, okay. So the $6,000 came to him, right? Correct. And? And um, he spent the money. That bastard. He really. He refused to give it to me. And I called the insurance company up and they said there was nothing they could do because they had to give the check to him or mm -hmm. the facility. But she was already out of the facility. Now, I understand you can't collect money from your insurance for health care expenses you didn't actually pay. But the problem is if you bust him to your insurance company, they may throw him out. They're not going to give you any money. They may throw him out. And then your daughter will have no health insurance. 
You follow uh-huh. me on that? But you could sue him in small... Does this guy... Your daughter's how old now? She's 18 and a half now. So no more child support? No. And he's not paying any spousal, is he? No. Why don't you sue him in small claims court for fraud? Yeah, I, I think... Uh, I would it. do that. Yeah, yeah. You take him to small claims court. What, what county do you live in? Uh, San Mateo County. Yeah, in San Mateo County, you can get the papers online. Teach him a lesson. You can get the papers online. And sue him for fraud for $6,000. You've got the receipts. I bet yes, you I once do. he gets served with papers, what did he spend the money on? His new girlfriend? Uh, well, I'm, no, uh, I'm, he, I believe he used it to remove, have a sex offender um, uh, expunged from his name. From his, um, I don't even think you can get, if you're a sex offender, I don't think you can get that expunged. Go to Megan's list and see what's going on there. Well, Check it out. I, whatever it was, who knows? But uh, ugh, the pervert wouldn't give you the six grand. Sue his ass in small claims court. Okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah, Thank I'll you. help you fill out the papers. But you're suing him for fraud and theft. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Good luck to you, Nancy. Okay. What a low life. I bet you part of the daughter's drug problems have to do, I'm not saying everything, but a lot has to do with the daughter's drug problems with having a dad who's a low-life guy like that. And if he molested his daughter, for sh- I should have asked her that, but if he molested his daughter for sure, that's causing drug problems in the kid. That ruins a kid's life. Gary in Sokol. Yes. Len, tell him, Gary, why are you calling a lawyer? Well, I, uh, I got two trees that's on my property, and I want the wood. Wait, wait, you got two trees on your property? Uh, I got two trees that fell from my uh, one uh, neighbor's property, and it's, uh, 90% of it's on my property. Um, it's just going to sit there, and I don't want it to go to waste. I want to mill it up. So here's the story. Um, if I drop my wallet on your, my, your property, does it belong to you? No, it's mine. So what right. kind of trees are they? They're redwood trees. Okay, so the property owner next door owns the trees, not you. Um, does this guy know these trees fell? Uh, no, I, I could probably try to get a hold of them. If you it. contact him, you can make him, just like you could say, take your wallet off my property, you could make him remove the trees from your property. If they don't, okay. you might say to him, look, you're supposed to remove them. If you want them, I want them off my property. If you don't, I'll keep them for firewood or whatever. You know, you let me have the trees and I'll take care. I want to get the wood while it's still in a good condition before the bugs get to it and it starts to rot. So you can't just keep the trees. You've got to call him. And it's going to cost a lot of money. Are they big trees? Yeah, they're big trees. What what kind of trees? Uh, big trees, about probably 120 foot. Uh, they're four foot wide. That's Redwoods, right? Redwoods. Uh, yes. And you think redwood's valuable wood? You'll be able to mill them and make you know lumber out of it, stuff you can use. Yeah, I have my own lasting mill right here. So well, call the guy because otherwise it's valuable. You call him up and you say, "Look, I want him off my property. If you're not going to do it, that's fine. Just give me the trees and I'll take care of it." You follow me on that? But that would be the honest, ethical way to do it. Okay. Okay. All right. And do it soon. And really, and if the guy says, "I want the trees," And I'll get around to doing it, and he doesn't say when. Call me, and I'll do some research. I don't know the answer yet on how you can get the trees, even because this guy's a jerk. You know what I mean? We'll look in the book, The Law for Jerks. You got it? Yeah, thank you. All right, call him up, though. Let me know what happens. All righty. Well done. 
Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. You got legal problems? Too bad. You can't call in today. I'm out of here at 4 o'clock. Call early. Fred in Vacaville. Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Fred? I'm calling for my wife. Uh, her uh, stepfather died at the beginning of the month, and uh, she was on her health care directive. He was uh, at the, in the stage of making a will at the time that he died. No, no, wait, wait a minute. Her stepfather was married to her, your wife's mother, right? That is correct, yes. And the mother died first? Yes. And let me guess, when the mother died, everything went to the stepfather? Whatever there was, yes. Okay, and when he died, everything's going to his children? Well, he doesn't have any children. He had some sib- a couple of siblings that he was estranged from. Two sisters? Yes. Okay, so how much did this guy, this stepfather, die with? We understand about 20000 Did they have a house? No, he had no other possessions. Uh, he did have, I think, a gun collection and uh, some cash at, at, at the, uh, the veteran's home. And, and so he forth. died with nothing, right? No will, nothing like that? Not that we know of. He had safes that are combination safe and nobody can get into. Okay, here's the thing. When a guy like that dies without a will, first of all, they did these I love you things. They didn't have much, but I guess your wife's stepfather and mother had their names on everything. You know what I mean? Both of them. Yes. So she dies, the mother dies, it goes to the stepfather, her husband. That's correct, yes. He, the stepfather, he's not a legal relation to your wife. She's not a child of his. She's a stepdaughter. That's not a legal relationship. That means that... How much did he die with? About $20,000 in the bank? Yes. That means that the sisters that he didn't like will get everything unless the bank account has stepfather and your wife's name on it. It's like owners or something like that. What does the bank account say? Just stepfather? Well, we, we, don't, have, we don't have a death certificate as yet. We have applied for them, and they haven't arrived. You'll, yeah, you'll get a death certificate. You know where the bank is? Yes, we know what bank it is, yes. You, you know, you can just go to the post office and get his mail switched to your house. That's legal. You're not stealing anything. And you'll get a statement from the bank, and you'll see if your wife's name is on it. Or you can go, He what, he had an apartment in the, in, in the, in the vet's home? Yes. You're allowed to snoop. She's his stepdaughter. You can go there and collect his stuff. There's no fraud there. And look at his mail. Look if the letter from the post office, I'm sorry, from the bank has your wife's name on it. Maybe she's a joint tenant. Okay? By, by the way, um, did the stepfather, here's a rule in California. Oh, did they die in California or Oregon? He died in Oregon. His oh. will might have been made in California. We don't know that. No, it doesn't matter. Listen to this. If it happened in California and the stepfather dies within five years of his wife's death, Your wife inherits whatever passes to the stepfather on the mother's death if he died intestate. But he died in Oregon, and Oregon law law applies. Fred, the lesson here for everybody to learn is you should have a will or a trust in place, or else people you don't like are going to get your money when you die. Can happen. There you go. Snoop, do a mail change. You're in Vacaville, right? Yes. You can even do a mail change from the Vacaville Post Office for him in Oregon. There's nobody else. Get his mail and see what's going on and call the bank. All right? Okay. Now, we have privy to his stuff that's up there. I mean, some of that stuff was going to go to the veteran's home up there. If the veteran's home is going to give it to you, take it. 
you know, if you're going to go up there. You know, they, we have a stepdaughter. If they want to see a will or a power of attorney or something, you know, you don't have any of that. See what you can do. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. Talk 910.